So you want to be a dungeon master? That's great. We're here to help. I'm Taylor. And I'm Justin. This week, we're talking prep. What should you, the DM, do in preparation for your game? That means we're going over planning. We're going over organiza- We're going- Hold on. Where did I put it? Shit. Uh, Dude. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Here it is. Here it is. We're going over planning. Okay. We're going over organization. We're going over all the tools that you need to have ready. But first. But first. <laughs> but first. Yeah. Did you know that the average 12-ounce can of soda contains 40 grams of refined sugars? That's a lot of sugar. That's 10 teaspoons of pure calories. That's what I need in my life. Something to think about. I've just been thinking about it lately. No reason at all. Anyway, if you... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is this... Don't even worry about it. <laughs> nope. Sure. It's fine. Sure, okay. If you could have... <laughs> if you only could have three tabs open on your desktop, on your computer, open mm. while you're playing D&D, not including, like, Roll20, like, where you're playing mm. the game, and not including Discord for the sake of, like, talking to your group mm-hmm. and everything what tabs do you want open what are the most important ones and why for you number one's D beyond classic number two uh google drive that's where i keep all my Ooh. stuff dope 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 you have like digital notes and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i've got i, I got like I guess... google docs and stuff yeah oh sick okay cool and so like, we do it very differently i do um also i'll have um i think i talked about it before but like I have scanned copies of the books that I oh yes, I see, that I, I cut up and I put into like a picture, so I could just kind of like have a pool of enemies and stuff that I just kind of grab because I am very low prep. I just have all of my stuff there, yeah. so when I need it, it's yeah. there at my fingertips. Okay. Um, and then number three. Dun dun dun. This one, I don't know, man. Like, really, those are my two big ones. Like, um... Eh, wrong. Bing.com. Bing.com. I mean, Dude, yeah. I mean, that was sure. hanging fruit. Sure. I could have open a search, a search engine, but, like, that's just a given. I'm like, nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, I'll use my phone. If I'm Googling something or True. binging, whatever. <laughs> What have you? God, they're gonna be so mad at us. They're gonna be mad at you. <laughs> they're gonna be they're, so mad they're sponsoring us. your campaign, <laughs> which uh, I'm actually also against. So <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Death saves for monsters. No, Justin I'm, for president. No, absolutely 2024, not. Baby. Absolutely not. I will not. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I love all those answers. I also have D and D Beyond open, but not because like I don't have characters or anything on there. I I love. Um, and I don't have any like books on there or any like information in that regard. I love D and D beyond purely because of it's like, I think it's called the rules section game rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's got like all the monsters, magic items, spells, all that good stuff that you need. Because I think D and D beyond has such a good filtering system. Yeah. Like it's honestly the thing about D and D beyond. I think about the most. It's like, if you ask me what my favorite part of D and D beyond is, it's how user friendly <laughs> their filter system is easy i'm under the monsters right now big thing saying what type of monster aberration beast celestial construct whatever right i can type in a monster's name if i know even just like three letters of it challenge rating i can change 
size, environment, and then you go into advanced things. If you go in the lower right-hand corner of advanced filters, and this is true for spells, this is true for magic items, there's, it'll say source. And you can actually pick specific sources. If you're like trying to look for Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, you can look that way. But I like in D&D Beyond, and this is, I'm a cheapy cheat, go under basic rules, mm -hmm. filter monsters. These are all the free ones. No one's paying for this. Yeah. All the adult dragons, ancient dragons are all basic. Um, like all the basic player's handbook ones. I mean, like the new stuff, like time dragon or crystal dragon or amethyst or whatever the heck. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I got 17 good. pages of monsters right here. You know what I mean? That's really all you need, too. Like, you don't need a whole That's lot. That's so nice. Spells are huge. Yeah, magic items are nice. Because, like, you also have the pictures and stuff, which is nice, too. Um, so I always have D&D &D Beyond open. The other thing I have open usually is Wikidot, like just the different internet sources for uh, rules yeah. and spells. And like if I need to look up a class ability like really quickly, you know, or even like a subclass ability, for me that's easy because I can just go to Bing. I type in Druid 5e subclasses. One of the links is going to be Wikidot. Click on that, and it gives me the specifics that I need. Right. And then for me, number three is probably Pinterest, actually. Really? Yeah. If I'm if I'm at my computer and I'm not like going completely because if I'm at if I'm not at my computer, I guess the tabs don't even matter, right? Right. But anyway, Pinterest for me is nice because sometimes when something unexpected happens, like they bring up this, hey, who's running this cart over here? And I'm like, shit, I I don't have any plan for that. Then I on Pinterest can just like really quickly I don't know, uh, type in like elf male D and D and like a million our options will come up and I just find a cool one really quickly and be like, yeah, this is kind of what he, and I'll just describe what he looks like. I'm not actually, nice. I, that's a really um, handy. I can, I can copy and paste it and send it to discord, I guess, if I want to give them like an actual visual. Right. No, but that's sometimes really cool. I'll just use. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, man, the art that people are capable of is bananas. They come up with the coolest ideas. Like I've done that for homebrew magic items that are like just to get ideas, not to like even use the art in like a commercial sales way. Like I'm not going to just like copy and paste it and put it in the document that I'm selling, but just to like look at something and be like, bro, I've never even thought of a shark rifle right, <laughs> or whatever the hell. And then, and then use that as a jumping platform for like, what other animals could I combine with a weapon? to be dope and it's just like the inspiration that i can get from that is bananas i also use pinterest off like in my prep i use it in my world building just for some inspiration that's purely picture based right but yeah so some handy tips and tricks i really do that the pinterest thing is a really good idea i'm gonna start doing that yeah i love it because i don't have i didn't have a number three now i do there you go um there you go you can have it but let's Let's be real and be honest here. How much do you actually prep per session? That's a great question. So the running for running for office answer is um, it depends. Wow. <laughs> is really it, political. It really, um, really hedging your bets. I know, right? It feels, it feels gross <laughs> being that <laughs> political. Um, but okay. The real answer. You really want to know? 
mm-hmm. twist my arm about it. I prep quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think on average. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Every once in a while, I can take it easy. Mm-hmm. But it's because, like, for example, with Sword Coast Q, the campaign that you and I have been in and that I DM for, it's going on for years. For that one, I have pretty much, like, I'm a big railroader. I've talked about that. Mm, yep. I kind of have everything planned out from level one all the way to level 18. It's, like, all written out already. Most of it is for sale right. on dmsguild.com. Nice. Let's type in my name, Justin Galliano. Nice. But... <laughs> Like, you can also play the game that we're playing. Um, so it's all planned out. I, I know the bad guys. I know where you're going. I know the traps that will befall you. And I know the puzzles. And, like, 90% of it is figured out. And then the only thing that I need to prep is, like, okay, what is happening next session? Like, what is everything possible that could happen next session? Let's just be as prepared for that as possible. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that is, like, pre-written. I don't already have, like, documents that I wrote in a way that I was like, I knew I was going to try and sell it. Right. And put it on this third party website. So like, it's written very like, if they get a 20 on perception, this is what they see. If they get a 15, then this is what they see. Like I have that all written out already. So like so much of the work is done. Right. Then it's also like, I've done the side quest, like different um, backstory related side quests. Like those I had to prep a lot more for because that's not written into the thing that I'm selling to everybody. Why would I right. put in a Kaladin specific side quest? <laughs> uh, because Kaladin should be in every game. That's why. Absolutely not. He's too powerful. <laughs> He's too powerful. He's like that episode of uh, What If, the mm-hmm. Marvel stupid yeah. thing of like all this <laughs> timelines being different. So dumb. Um, but it's like that what? where, <laughs> where U- Ultron gets the Infinity Stones and then is like, whoa there's other galaxies or <laughs> timelines or whatever. He'll become too powerful to destroy yeah, the world. Yeah. The time masters have to start getting involved. <laughs> but is he too strong? Yeah. Tune in next time. Dun, dun, um, dun. But yeah, I prep, I prep a ton. I really like prepping a lot. I use pen and paper most of the time and mm-hmm. I'm like straight up. I start at the top of the page with like what's already happened in the last session. Like what is relevant, important information and then build off of that. To like, okay, last episode they killed this bad guy. So now at the top of this episode, we know we're going to take a rest. We know that they're still in this town. What can happen? What might they do in the town? Figure that out. What characters might they come across? Like, I obviously did prep when you and the group went to uh, visit the damaged wall. Mm -hmm. Like, I had kind of, it was like very bullet points. Like, I don't prep like I'm writing novels or something. It's It's just bullet points of like, and then like little arrows under that being like okay spuck flow parentheses he's a dwarf or whatever he was i think a gnome and he was a gnome gnome. yeah deep gnome yeah and he new york accent (laughs) and then it'll just say like here's what he knows and then like i don't have a perfect idea of what he's gonna look like i just know that he's a deep gnome and that he's a a male or he presents his male or whatever so then boom pinterest (laughs) i type in deep gnome na- male dd and it fucking comes up but yeah what about you do you prep a ton you're like uh, really in the weeds about it i know yeah yeah i'm such a i get prepper. that vibe from you i'm such, such a, a fucking all i all i want to do is work more uh no i this is why i love hey, it's adventure not work modules. If you love it 
<laughs> yeah, look, I I love adventure modules for that, for the reason that you were talking about. All the work's already done. So, so true. I do a lot of adventure modules just because, again, very low prep. It sure is. As far as, like, backstory, side quest-related stuff, I will kind of work it into the module itself. I will tend not to have a character's back like side quest for a specific character or something um be four months not an adventure module yeah yeah no no (laughs) right yeah no 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 it's not gonna take four months it's gonna be one or two (laughs) sessions at at max uh but a lot of times with my crew is kind of uh more combat heavy so it's a little it's a lot easier to prep for if i'm being perfectly honest oof that is really true really like for prep you gotta you gotta find some maps like if i do like and if i do like a side quest related something or other uh the prep that gets done is i will find a couple of maps that i like um put them on roll 20 figure out what the monsters are going to be make the tokens put them on roll 20 yeah and then the stat block goes on my google drive and there we go there you go that's it that's, uh, there have nice been many sessions that have been just that much prep, and then you know I know where the plot is and where I where it's going, and we'll we're all on this train together. So we're <laughs> we're we're gonna yeah. it's it's going it's gonna get there eventually. A hundred percent. I love that. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Uh, so two things really quick. First one is uh. <sighs> Did you, did you guys realize like how big Coca-Cola is as a company? Oh my They're god! Huge. Yeah, they spent two hundred and four million dollars in two thousand year two thousand. Again, that's twenty three years ago, but I think it's still relevant. Uh, that's how much they spent for advertising. Mm. <laughs> Turn of the millennium, crazy. Anyway, um, so now if we want to think about where we're going, <laughs> we want to be prepared for where we're going. We got to think about what we've done. We got to remember the past. Remember our history. Yeah. That brings us to recaps. Recaps. Let's talk about some recaps. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's as basic as it can be. A recap is just you're recapping. What is recap short for? Am I crazy? Recapture? Recapture, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Recapture the Whoa. moment, maybe. Bro, I don't think I've ever thought about that. Like, what I really mean, don't think. What, what I don't think it is. Means. I think that the, I really do think it is just recap is the word. I don't think Whoa. it's I don't think it's short for anything. Dude, should we bing it? I think <laughs> I think we should go over what recaps are. Okay. Real quick. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um okay. <laughs> uh recaps are pretty much like at the very beginning of a session that's somewhat through the game or like the campaign. You're just saying, "All right, so a quick recap. Last session, our heroes left the tavern. They took that job from the mean old um woodpecker man." And they traveled to East Umbridge, and now they're about to fight the Monkey God. That and that brings like us to where we are now. Awesome quest, the Monkey Thanks, God. Thanks, dude. I have a picture of a of a woodpecker in my room. Uh, I don't know where the Monkey God came from. <laughs> but, Divine inspiration. Uh, yeah. So it's just going over what happened. Yeah. Pretty much. Right? Like, it's just keeping everybody, like, on the same page. Because you want it to feel immersive. And a big part of immersion is going to feel like you're in the world. 
And obviously for you guys out <laughs> like in real world, it's been two weeks or it's been a week or whatever since you've played last. But in the game, it's picking up right where it left off. Right. So the recap is just like a very soft way to just get everybody in the zone, get everybody into the game. It's a it's a nice transition from like you lo- everyone logs on to the voice channel. There's going to be five to ten minutes, even more sometimes, oh, of just straight up bullshit. Bro. Of just chit-chatting. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and then eventually you're all going to sit down, right? The recap is the is a great yes. way to transition. <laughs> so when it comes to, like, recaps and stuff, you don't necessarily want to rehash the whole campaign over again at the top of every session. It really should just be a quick last session maybe two sessions if it's something kind of epic or you can bring up relevant plot points from the past if you want them to remember but basically you want to it's it's like justin said it's just getting everybody in the right headspace which is why Mm -hmm. i prefer to get my players to do it for me Ooh, we were yeah okay interesting interesting (laughs) Mm -hmm. i do i do like to do that because it's so funny it is easier. It, gets, it, it <laughs> is easier. It, it is super. It's so much easier. You can see. You can see how much really, really goes on behind the screen at my house. There's yep. very little soon up you'll here. Be, soon it'll be one of those D and D games where Taylor is the DM and he's going, "Hey, Justin, why don't you describe what the tavern looks like?" Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, I love it. I which is honestly i do I, like i do like that style mm-hmm. if it's like for a specific type of game you know yeah i do like that when the dm throws things over and they're like hey what's the tavern called yeah um i do like that i think that's fun but maybe that's also because like i'm also a dm so like of course i'll take the reins for a second or two and describe a tavern yeah but for I, sure I, that's why I, who are like yo i'm not i'm not trying to get the spotlight here i'm i'm a player you create the world <laughs> you do it <laughs> Yeah, talk about that in session zero. Yeah. But making players do recap, that's really funny. I would also bring that up in session zero for one reason and one reason only. Some people take really good notes, and some people do not take good notes. I see, but that's that's so the best part you can because... you spring on the bad note taker. Yeah, no, you do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Because... No, because here's bad what's no, because here's what's going to happen. You give it to the bad note taker, and they're going to remember parts of it. And like they will start talking and then other players will join in to fill in the gaps. And then now everybody's involved. Plus, if you think about it, when you ask that player, it doesn't really take notes. Yeah. They're going to go over what they can remember. And then you take out, you push first, push your glasses up your nose, pull out your clipboard and write down. This is what my player remembers. And therefore this is probably what they enjoy the most. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, a little deep. That's really deep. But yeah, I mean, it is, it is, that is a really good way to figure out what everybody finds exciting and, you know, wants them to keep playing. Yeah, for sure. I personally, um, yeah, I treat uh, the recaps really short and I do them. I'm fine with that um, because it keeps me on my toes. It helps me also get into a narrative zone, like get into the Mm -hmm. zone of being the DM for the night. Just as much as it'll help the players too. Yeah. Um, so I like doing the recap myself and I keep it really brief and short and just main bullet points of the most important stuff. So it literally takes less than 30 seconds for me to do the whole recap, you know? Right. 
it's not like a critical role episode or nad pod where <laughs> it's like we're, we you guys there's so many names guys it's fucking game of thrones <laughs> there's so many names we gotta do it <laughs> there's we're on campaign three of critical role there's so many names oh, and there's dude. it's all set in the same world so there's crossover and it's like jesus man come on lewdness how am i supposed to remember that shit yeah yeah and that's anyway yeah it's a lot that's a lot a lot but then i always open it up too i go hey did i forget anything that is important and then mm-hmm. if a player feels like something is important they'll bring it up even as a joke sometimes it'll just be like uh you forgot when so-and-so forgot their shoes right <laughs> and you're like hell yeah hilarious i do i did forget that that's hilarious that, that, Idiot. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Shoes. Right. Cool. <laughs> for the record that didn't happen in any of our games yeah How no but, but 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 it is it you'll get something like that and like it'll be a silly aside or something like that but then you can almost do like callbacks to that if you you know mm-hmm. if they find it funny the first time why not yeah you know Exactly. I think when it comes to how much to recap, yeah, it just depends on how much prep you want to do and how much notes you feel comfortable taking during the game. Because I think that's, I think there's a world where I would do slightly more intense recaps, mm-hmm. for especially for a campaign that's as long as ours. Right. Just so that I could do those things that you were mentioning, like in the recap, bringing up things from like, I could bring up something from two months ago that is popping back up in today's session. Right. But I like I there are TV shows that do that you know you mm-hmm. like you watch I previously just, um, finished season zero I know I just I just finished season three of Mr Robot and it did that where it would like I'm on se- through season three but in the recap it brings up a really specific moment from season one right and I'm like oh fuck okay it brings up that character and then sure enough this hey. episode that character comes up where did so this nice guy come from like, <laughs> yeah it's so nice to be like okay now I at least remember everybody and how they're relevant. So, it, but it's up to you. It's up to the DM mainly. Uh, but yeah, it's just an important, fun little way to kick things off in a session. Um, and it's also going to help you with your plot and your prep and your plot prep and, and prepping the pot. Prepping the prepping prepping the blah I can talk. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. <laughs> Stop. You you keep holding that oh, over my head, all right? <laughs> it's the one skill I have. <laughs> that and I'm pretty good at tennis. I'm above average at tennis. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, not that good, but like if we if you were just a random person at the park, I'd probably beat you. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of plot. <laughs> don't lose the plot, Justin. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. <laughs> don't don't bury it. Uh nope. so yeah. The plot. Now we'll get into, yeah, we're talking about prep. Now when you're prepping, mm-hmm. what exactly are you prepping? Other than like super logistic stuff. Like we talked, like Taylor yeah. mentioned, like t- tokens, maps, that kind of stuff. We'll get into that in a moment. But probably like the most important thing, the meat of your session is the plot. Or at least that's the literary word that I use for it. I'm sure that, that there is... might be like a more specific like story or this. I don't know. I'm yeah. not, I have an English degree, but like. It's the plot. So does everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's the plot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. That that's basically what what it is. Is just that is like the main adventure campaign story thing. Conflict, Whatever your players yeah, like, are doing, like the the main yeah. reason your characters are even moving around. Otherwise, they'd be staying at home. Like, why are right. they out of? The they house? took the job from the king to go slay the dragon. Bang. That's the story. Yeah. 
So the the conflict is we got to fight this dragon because the king needs us to. And then you can get deeper with it where it's like the king needs you to because the dragon is fighting the town and trying to destroy the town. Why is the dragon doing that? Because the they dragon stole has its the thorn and it's... It, or it stole its babies, so the king has the babies. Yeah. And, and then he, so it's <laughs> the a dragon, twist. The dragon wants their babies. And so now you have a... You get there, the dragon tells them, hey, he stole my babies, and then you have to go assault the castle. It's a real... It's a real twisty, turny one, but... But that's what's going to happen yeah. in the story. Mm-hmm. So then the prep for long term for the entire session is maybe like and that kind of gets into more like world building and campaign writing which we'll do later on um but yeah if you're preparing for a single session Mm -hmm. or maybe even just like two or three sessions or something like that then yeah it's just it's more like okay if that's the overarch goal is to take down the dragon then there might be little goals that lead up to that. (laughs) Unless, unless it's like a one shot you're trying to just kill the dragon all in one adventure. That's different. But if first you got to go to the town outside where the dragon is, and then you got to go climb the mountain and then you got to go through the cave and then you got to find the dragon. Then you fight him. There's a lot of steps that happen before the actual fighting of the dragon happens. Right. Exactly. There's an infinite number of numbers between zero and one. Mm-hmm. Think about that when you go to sleep. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, we're meaningless. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> ignore that. You have this adventure and stuff like that. It's going to take some time as a fledgling dungeon master to grasp how long a session is and how much you can get done during it. Ah. Uh-huh. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all, every DM who's like played a bunch of games and has a couple years under their belt, they're going to tell you, hey, remember that one time I ran a one shot, but it was eight hours because, or we just turned it into a two shot because it, it took too long? I've had one <laughs> like shot turn all into, the time. yeah, dude, I've had one shots turn into like a four episode jaunt before. Yeah. It happens. And sometimes it's not planned that way. It's just no. like, you're like, damn, dude, we're really getting into it. And it's like fun. So why deny yourself? That? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, I guess we're doing this now. Like I've done that before where like I'll get like an adventure pack that doesn't quite fit into my thing. So I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Everybody let's re-roll new characters and we'll just do this quick little one shot. And then I'll mm-hmm. figure out, you know, if we want to tie it into the plot later, but like, it's just going to be a quick thing. And then it literally does turn into like a four or it turned, I think, into an actual like three episode venture that yeah. was chaos 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 goblins i actually did wind up working it into the main plot i did like a i don't know if you're like a like a fan of the final fantasy franchise but like final fantasy 8 there's like this thing where there's like two groups of people but they're like linked mentally so like sometimes you'll be like mm. playing one party and then the other party is like the same but different. So like mm. one, like the first party can remember things that the second party did. Mm. So that's kind of how I played it. So like we did like this one shot thing. It was like, okay, right. so your character actually remembers all the stuff that you did as this character. Whoa. Yeah. Like a transfer of consciousness. Yeah. 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 Whoa. All right. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm, I'm salting your French fries. <laughs> What a phrase. Salt in your fries. Uh, 
Isn't that wild? That is. Um, that is. I'm still. My brain's still racking from the infinite numbers between zero and one. Because you're right. There is oh, an yeah, infinite dude. number of numbers between zero and one, and that's wild to me. Isn't that crazy? And then think about if you have like infinity. What is like? Does that mean like it mathematically? Is there like uh, an infinity plus one? No, there or, can't like, be. Infinity plus two. Mm-mm. How? Why not? There's no end to infinity. Why? Can't Ex- you that's why. To? That's why. Oh, because there's boy. no end. I don't know. Yeah, but if you think about one over <laughs> like one third is really point three 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 for infinity. Uh huh. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, dude? Oh gosh, we're having so much fun. Oh boy. But let's. We should probably move on. We should probably move on. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Sidetrack. Um, so okay, so Plot like hooks. we're using the example of <laughs> yeah, we're using the example of a king gave out this mission to kill the dragon, and we have to mm. go kill the dragon. That's that's our session, and that's our plot. That's our adventure, our conflict, our story. Of course, you can get way more in depth with it and like build it out from there in terms of how much detail you want to put into that. That's fantastic because that's exactly what we're talking about. But let's get down to the most important things and that's just straight up what do you want you're the dm you're the storyteller you're god in this scenario Hmm. behold me where do the rails (laughs) on the train go exactly (laughs) what do you want to happen (laughs) and therefore it comes in plot hooks yep so we want the players to go fight the drag how do we do it and that's plot hooks you're your players are a bunch of little fish with magnets in their mouth. You're throwing out <laughs> a pole that also has a little magnet in it. Uh-huh. And at the end of that string, the magnets touch because they're opposite charges. Uh-huh. That's how that works, right? Yep. Um, yep. Opposites attract, right? Yep. For magnets? For magnets, God, yeah. So that's long. how it works for it's magnets. So 100%. Magnet. Hyundai, um, that's how and that then works that, for and magnets. You pick that, <laughs> yeah. And the, those are your plot hooks. Those magnets are your plot hooks. Mm-hmm. You're trying to... You're trying to Attract your players. Yep. And <laughs> I'm just trying to get that little um, nibble. Just trying to get that little nibble, trying mm-hmm. to get them to come along. Yep. Be part of your um, seafood gumbo, which is your plot. And the important <laughs> thing is there is <laughs> surprisingly poignant metaphor. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Because uh, gumbo is one of those things where it's it's like a lot of different yeah, parts, yeah, but it's one thing. We call yeah, it gumbo. Right, right, right. But it's many different parts and coming all, together to form a beautiful thing. Yeah. Without losing the identity of each individual thing. You know what I mean? This isn't like fondue or something. Or Anyway. Um, I'm going to apologize bef- uh, right now. I have smacked the shit out of my microphone like 10 times this episode. I'm really sorry. Oh, <laughs> it's all good. So, yeah, plot hooks are what is going to grab the character not necessarily the player you're trying i mean you could obviously yeah. you know your players hopefully they're your mm. friends maybe so you could do that <laughs> like if you know that there's that one player at the table who's just horny we all have one yeah and you're just like look at this buff ass chick <laughs> like what's up <laughs> they'll pick it up they'll do it especially if they're playing a character like that because that's what i like to do plot hooks for the characters so yeah i'm thinking about what motivates that character how am I going to get Taylor's character to take the mission from the king? And then that depends on who's mm-hmm. Taylor playing. Yeah. Taylor, what's your character? Uh, uh, we'll go easy. Uh, light paladin. So, a paladin? Yeah. Like a knight paladin? Yeah. Okay, sick. Uh, 
You're like a yeah, good we'll guy? Yeah, we'll do a pally fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a, like a nice like pally okay. fighter multi-class. Oh, sick, sick, sick. Getting those. Yeah. Wow. That would be dope, actually. <laughs> right, um, <especially>, right, right, right. <laughs> I thought dope. about it for especially a second. Especially if you did like, like an Eldritch, Eldritch uh-huh. Knight. Get Fuck yeah. Spe- spell casting. Shield. Anyway, <laughs> let's not get too deep Shield. into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my plot hook for that would be either like A, maybe I can have Taylor's like whatever. If, if, his, pl- if his character like uh, worships a god or a deity, I can have them have a vision and speak to them that way. And maybe that's the plot hook of getting them to take the heed, heed the call. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just I can just swing it as like listen the king genuinely needs your help like you're going to protect the town all Sold. these people's lives are at stake yeah you know what i mean like Sold. you just, just do the it. right thing you got it <laughs> and that might work for his character so it's just like knowing if it's like a, oh they're playing a rogue and they're like a little sneaky legal sneaky snake then hey here's ten thousand gold money if you do yeah. it <laughs> boom done when in doubt um, there are many at the problem Right, like, oh, they're they're like uh, obsessed with magic. Like their whole shtick is just like, I love magic. I want to learn as much as possible. Like the wizard, maybe. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, oh, dope. Uh, the dragon has a horde, and there's magic items in there. Bang, fucking yeah. done. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just figure out what that character's into, and you can go real deep with it. Where it's like, this is the same dragon that killed your friend's sister, and you're like, not Rebecca. Yeah. Rebecca. <laughs> like I will avenge you, Rebecca. And it can go like deep like that, like a, a personal reason for the character, or it can be shallow, like gold. Yeah, it really or, like my favorite revenge. Revenge is good. Revenge is a really good way to get your players to do stuff. <laughs> I speak from experience. Yeah, baby, you always want to sneak in an NPC who's just a straight up asshole, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's a liar, mm-hmm. but make them duplicitous. Make them give them a high charisma score so their deception is good. Like, um. And then just, yeah, make them super nice and friendly. Maybe mm-hmm. they're a shopkeeper. Maybe they're a general. Maybe they're, you know, who knows? Yeah, who knows? It could be anybody. But <laughs> have them dick over the party. Have them dick over the party and then vanish. And, oh, boy, howdy. You are you got an adventure on your hands. You're making gumbo. You're making you know gumbo you're right gumbo. there. Steaming hot. Steaming hot. So, all right, Taylor. So, I got my plot hook. I'm... Mm-hmm. I'm eating the gumbo because they're practically there well right. like, i'm not eating the gumbo yet actually right I'm not eating the gumbo yet i've caught my fish i've caught right. my player they're I got their attention they're going on the met they're going yeah they're doing what's up but then how do i perfect the gumbo you know what i'm saying like how what how long do i cook it for what do i what do i add cream do i add parsley or cilantro i don't know <laughs> what how do i how am i finishing this <laughs> This bowl of gumbo. Uh, I'm lost. This metaphor, I like it. It slipped. You away. lost it. Hey, yeah, right. I lost it. It's I lost fine. it. I'm gonna be real. I tried so hard. It kind of was hard. What I'm asking is, now that I've hooked the players, uh-huh. how do I keep them going? Keep them in the same direction, so to speak. Um, like, how do I get them to do what I want, but not just the quick plot hook? Like, uh, for example. Like we said, we had multiple things, right? Mm. So let's say we've gotten all the places. They've killed the dragon. Right. Right? Right. And now we have another thing. Right. Um, but it's like maybe it's connected to the dragon, like other thing and stuff like that. How do I keep my players motivated to follow all the way through? Does that um, make sense? Or yeah, maybe yeah, I yeah. can just so answer you, my own question instead of so <laughs> dancing around it. <laughs> I mean, I the way that I would do it is by rewarding your players for good playing or play that 
is what you're looking for. I like to dole mm-hmm. out inspiration a lot. It really helps with uh, with kind of the, that reward aspect. Like, hey, great job on that puzzle. Have inspiration. Or that was really funny. Have yeah. inspiration. Um, which inspiration, I don't know if we've talked about yet. But basically, that's something that you as a DM can give to your players. Um, they can only have one at a time. But basically, it allows them to roll any D20 roll twice. Um, one time. One time. And then it goes away until you give them inspiration again. But it is, it's a really handy tool. Um, yeah, and it's basically just before the plot of one arc ends, the other one needs to already be going. Almost. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. It makes it so much easier to... Um, catch the fish that's already like halfway caught right (laughs) like they're already on the plot hook now it's just reeling them in Mm. all the way so to speak so it's like um yeah so they're going after the dragon and everything like that and along the way maybe there's some clues there's some evidence there's uh little things that you've left behind some breadcrumbs some foreshadowing to set up a future plot or two i don't know make this plot more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be something simple like along the way, they meet a dragon expert and the dragon expert helps them understand this dragon a little bit beforehand, or maybe they discover that this dragon recently met with a large uh, fire elemental and they made a deal together. I don't know. <laughs> or something like the that. Um, yeah. And then like, what I always like to do, and it kind of really helps me with prep a hundred percent is like, so I'm running the one game that's more sandboxy mm. and it's set in the modern, like magical version of Manhattan. Right. Right. And I'm doing it more sandboxy in the sense that like, instead of it being so railroady where it's like at a level 11, you fight this bad guy. <laughs> that's what's up. But in this game, I am like, okay, cool. Here are four or five different bad guys that you can go after. Or maybe it's like more broad. It's like, here's one organization. Here's two guys who work together. Uh, here's a company that you know is bad. And then there's like the bank that you might think about robbing. So there's four different like tracks. Right. Instead of just a single railroad track. There's like four different tracks. And every time that they take one down, like a, a bad guy down, and they like defeat a certain enemy who's part of my whole criminal network. Right. They take one down. The clues that they find on that body are vital to continue to point them in certain directions. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I will continue. Some clues are just meant to like, hey, this person knows the big bad evil guy, but you're not ready to fight him yet. So here's a better clue that goblin to go fight family. one of his minions. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, just here's a here are some clues and evidence to just keep you going. Um, stay motivated to stay up to date with everything that's going on. Maybe things have changed between the beginning of the campaign and now. And so and so, I'll I'll give them like a newspaper where it's like so and so just bought this big building, <laughs> or something. I don't know. Right. But yeah, I just think yeah, I use stuff like that all the time. Um, NPCs are a big way that you can plot hook and stuff like that, where it's just like you yeah. can have like I said earlier, gods, NPCs, like the somebody who offers the job like the right. king in that it's, scenario yeah it's usually good to have some high-ranking official as an npc and then also i like to once your characters find like 
latch on to a specific NPC that you've created because they will. They're going to find a goblin and adopt him. Just wait. Absolutely um, will. But I also like to have, like, what I'll, I'll, I'll have my array of, like, high-ranking NPCs, whichever one they finally wind up, like, liking. Okay, cool. He's in charge of this town now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I think that, like, Sometimes you have a bunch of NPCs in your pocket. You're ready. They're part of your like world building and or part of the like adventure module you're running. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you have NPCs who are totally random and they're just like popping on the street. But you can do that and just have like if you like, I don't know, like let's say you're like shit. I only have two hours left in this session, but I need them to go this direction. And they're not taking the hints. Like <laughs> I, I fucked up somehow and they're not taking the plot hooks like I, the magnet flipped over and now right. it's like and like and it's repelling um so in order to flip that back over just freaking if one of them worships a god this is the easiest way honestly it's it's a, honestly it's a cheap because if you use it too much then it makes the gods like needy right <laughs> like weird that they're talking so much you know what i mean <laughs> um but you can just have like a deity s- straight up step in and be like yeah Yo. you're going the wrong way and then like they'll turn around they'll figure you know what i mean or you can have an NPC, like just a random kid uh, run in front of them and be like talking to another kid or talking to their parent and be like, that's so weird, mom. Mr. Abernathy hasn't been seen in days. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it could be that simple. Like hopefully your players are cool people and they'll help you out. Like they'll right. pick up on it at a right. certain point, you know? But yeah, and then of course... As always, the good old job board. The good old job board. Time old tradition. It, it, the tale is old as time, honestly. Um, <laughs> stop. You're getting it. It's demonetized. Oh, God, you're right. That, that's, the big, that's, that, that's from the big that, D company. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want to be fighting <laughs> with them. Ooh. <laughs> um, no. I don't like, but yeah, so the, so, but the job board's really easy. Honestly, it's the, the hard part for me, I think is getting the players to engage with the job board. If you have an NPC quest giver, Mm -hmm. because if you have a person who's just straight up, like telling them, Hey, yo, I need this done. Hey, yo, I need this done. They're going to completely bypass the job board. So it really only works if they get into a town, like they, they don't really know anybody. It's kind of good for, the beginning of a campaign less so as you get into the higher levels but sure unless like your players do something wrong like that maybe they break a law or they do something and then you can have the job board not just be like a plot hook but it'll just be an element of like yo there's wanted posters of your guys faces right but that's really specific (laughs) i mean i did that with you guys actually you did you guys stole that lady's hat Hold on, you say you guys, you let me into this whole situation. I did, I stole no such hat. Dude, you helped more than anybody. I mean, Fells oh. just talked to the one lady <laughs> to distract her, but you were up in there coughing and sneezing <laughs> because Samuel Sabbath, my duplicitous shopkeeper, oh, yeah, that sold you, He's sold dead you dust of disappearance. He's dead. We killed him. <laughs> but actually, it was the dust of choking and sneezing. Ha ha ha. God, that was, what a that worked out move, so dude. well. That worked out so well. Um. It, anyway, yeah, I was on the receiving end of it, but as it happened, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you absolutely genius motherfucker!" 
<laughs> yeah, dude. I I knew that I was gonna introduce that character way early on, but he was uh-huh. gonna actually be like low key powerful. Mm-hmm. So like you couldn't just immediately get revenge if you had found out about it sooner or something. Like right. you could have like walked out of his shop and immediately been like, I'm turning myself invisible. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like in theory, I don't know. You ended up using it like days later. <laughs> yeah, but. no, see, because we're little dragons. Every one of us, all four of oh, us, are little dragons, are. dude. I, we have, we have a Google spreadsheet full of all of our party loot that we like, all the magic items and stuff that we've picked up, just so we kind of have a track of who's got what and like what options are on the it's table. Insane. But it's things still it's like two pages long because it's yeah. just too long. It's so insane. But you guys do sell a good amount of stuff too, we like do. anything that's not personally useful to you guys, which makes you a lot of money. It does. Which it does let, let you buy more things. <laughs> so let's just buy more broken things. Exactly. That Justin gets mad about later. <laughs> gets mad about later. Yeah, because half of them are homebrewed, so it's uh-huh. I'm mad at myself. Right. It's my own problem <laughs> I've created. But okay, speaking of which, let's talk about consequences. Let's talk sure, about. Yeah, we talked about. We talked about like prep in the sense of and like revolving around plot of what you want them to do Mm -hmm. but let's talk about the prep that you have to do in terms of like what might happen yeah (laughs) which are two different things yeah so So this is more on like the being prepared for improv essentially yeah 100 it's it's like a little counterintuitive because you're like preparing for improv but i mean improv schools exist so it it is a craft (laughs) that you're learning and honing and it's it's this bit is so dependent on your characters. All I mean, obviously, because mm-hmm. this is you got and your players and your players. <laughs> well, yeah, players, characters, they're the same. I was thinking about not necessarily the same, but like the the what I was thinking about is like the motivations of your character, the the players' characters, as far as what you think would be feasible that they would try to do, like. Mm-hmm. If you have a bunch of lawful good, you know, paladins, you're not really going to have to worry about them going on a murder spree. The opposite is true right. if you have a bunch of chaotic evil goblins or something, you know, like. Uh, well, yeah, because I mean, you know, it's it really is. I, that's why I, that's why I specifically chose characters instead of players when I said that, because it is it like you mm, can have true. two players playing two different characters and they're going to have vastly different reactions to the same stimuli, depending on what character. Absolutely. Yeah. And also just depending on that, that player as a role player. Right. Some are going to lean more into like, I'm playing this character and I am not, I am no longer Justin. I am Galthor, son of Falconface. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I have a picture of a falcon name. on my wall. Um, Your wall I'm imagining falcon. right now is just a bunch of bird it's posters. Framed, it's framed. Now, they're wooden frames with glass and everything. Oh. Uh, artistic drawings of birds and also plants. Okay. I have like different ones. Like one's a bird, one's a plant, one's a bird, one's a plant. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Galthorks, son of Falcon Face. Falcon I'm face, playing yeah. this character hardcore. This is what Gorthax would do. I'm still. Then, then, <laughs> uh, there's also, like, the role player who's more like, yeah, I'm playing Galthorks, but, like, like, 
you you give me like a funny situation because I'm a funny person, like mm. I'm going for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's you know what I mean. Um, a lot of my characters. Gal wants. I try. I try to play. I try to play Cal straight. Like I really do. Like I try to play him normal, no nonsense kind of whatever. Because like going from the the you know the source material of where I got him from, it's yeah. He's a really serious person, but like I just I can't right. I can't pass up a shenanigan, man. I can't I see a shenanigan and I want to be a part of it. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you've worked in. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because luckily, I feel like you've been kind of playing him sort of like this the entire time. Mm-hmm. So now it, I'm it for me who hasn't read those books. So like I'm not super familiar with Kaladin as a character, right? Um, the way that he's meant to be in the books. I'm just used to this Kaladin. Yeah, so for yeah, me, yeah, I'm yeah, always yeah. like, I, oh, I I know that I can end like put a pie on a windowsill and Cal will float <laughs> Via his led nose. by, yeah, yeah, led yeah, by yeah. smell lines that are visible. I know that will happen. That's how the physics of Cal work. Right? 100%. That's his space jam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's so funny, dude. Kaladin, the, I just, he's such a little emo boy. Like, I get it. He's got a real shit life, but I can't go into emo mode every freaking Sunday, man. I just can't do it. No, you gotta keep it fun for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta, you gotta keep it light, keep it fun man. For, yourself. for sure. As light as Cal trying to <laughs> sniff those pies. <laughs> exactly. Light as air. Um, so yeah, it's just trying to prepare for like what might happen. Hey, the players might go um, do this uh, tavern crawl that is popping off in the town. Maybe they're going to straight up just leave the town and go to the next location. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to, um, I don't know, like sit and just plan and just role play and, and do different things. Or maybe they're doing shopping. shopping. Episode, maybe they're, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe they're going to talk to this one person who I know is evil and what if combat kicks off? Like, just planning for all the things that might happen. Now, keeping in mind, there's going to be a lot of improv. A lot of things are just going to pop off yep. that you're not ready for. They're not part of your prep. They're not part of your notes. They're not part of the module. That's improvisation. Right. I think we could do a, an episode about that. We absolutely could. I, I You know, because I do. really, I live We'll treat it like a make some noise episode. Yeah, I live and die. Come up for prompts with each other. Oh, yeah, I would love that. Deadass, dude, let's I do would, that. I would absolutely <laughs> That'll be love the imp- that. Let's do it for the improv episode. Okay, for sure. I'll come up with prompts for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. Prompts 100%. Holy shit. And we're not allowed to get each other canceled. Don't be a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do the thing that they do on SNL where oh, it's where, Michael Che and Mike, Colin Joss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jokes no. For each other. no, 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 no. We we're can't not do doing that. that. Because it's a podcast. Neither of us are famous or attractive enough to pull that off. <laughs> No, it's not gonna. We're, we're uh, uh, too, no, yeah, we're not gonna not do gonna that. Happen. So not gonna happen. So yeah, you're just thinking of what might happen. So what might the players do? Where will that lead? And right. you just go as far as you think is necessary for the sake of everything. So like, I didn't know you guys may have just not gone to visit the break in the wall at Yarder. Yeah, but I knew that that like that's a strong possibility, right? So like, I we obviously have a, that. Here's who you could talk to. Whatever. We have a wall um, wizard with us. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, 
sort of like there's a chance like there's yeah. a world yeah, where yeah, maybe yeah. you guys are like dude we got other if stuff we're going like, into the what could, if episodes here yeah for sure yeah you could have gone to talk to dresden Felis's dad the uh-huh. water baron of the town and rp could have gotten so off the rails that that's it right who knows right hypothetically i knew that it was like 90 percent sure yeah yeah because yeah, i mean you, wall. yeah you guys, but who knows because you know like i think as a party we're at least i try to be easy to write for just because like so like i don't like going around like i don't want to go around murder hobo and all the damn npcs and stuff because like some of them might have a, a you know story or whatever like i generally will play a neutral mm-hmm. good or like chaotic good sometimes depending on the character but most of the time i'm on the light side of the alignment spectrum because yeah it's just it's easier to write for for sure yeah i'll i think the most I'd, i would ever do unless it was a game that was like in session zero it was like all right everybody pick evil right then it's like okay at least the whole team is because right I, Having one, I have to. I have to really be in the mood for inner party conflict, Uh like planned inner party conflict. Uh (laughs) I have to really be in the mood for that kind of shit. It's exhausting sometimes, but um, I usually go uh, either good or neutral in terms of that part of alignment. Yeah, because neutral I like sometimes just for the sake of like, honestly, like, yeah, like I am gonna rob from people and I am going to like straight up like somebody punches me in the face like there's a chance my character will just kill them and like the bar fight will go that south right whereas like if i'm good i'm just gonna hit him back once and then he goes down <laughs> or he's gonna drop like a sack of potatoes and then that's gonna be and the then end we're good it. and i walk out right. i give him an ice pack like right i flick i help flick I hel- two I gold over up. my flick two <laughs> gold on him from my pocket <laughs> and leave see yeah sorry you walked into my fist yeah <laughs> ding um yeah uh so yeah it's just making sure that you got those consequences planned out so if the players are going to do this what's the consequences of that what could happen and um it's as much as you feel comfortable with and you'll learn your own prep style what works for you do you like doing paper because uh, we're gonna we're about to get into logistics so it's mm-hmm. like do you like paper notes better do you like doing bullet points do you like having a million google docs and pictures of different things and maybe the scannable versions or do you like having a real book in front of you like what's your vibe and that's something you'll learn you can test different things i know like taylor and i have both been playing D for a long enough time where you know we've probably tried a million different ways uh-huh. um at some point of our D career <laughs> and now we're we've figured things out what works for us like i couldn't like tomorrow just like try taylor's way that would feel <laughs> so weird oh my <laughs> like God. I- if i had everything on my computer and like no paper stuff because I'm like so I have an L-shaped desk so I'm surrounded by shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, I, I see. I can't do the 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 super prep. I really, I just sitting down for that long and like working on the same thing for that long. Some just really just kicks off like fight or flight for me. Like I I can't do it. Unless I'm playing video games yeah. for some reason. Like, I'll sit down and dial into a video game for eight hours on end. But, like, sitting down and doing prep and, like, typing and, like, planning things out. I found early on in my campaign writing that it doesn't matter what I put on the paper. My players are going to do what they want. So, rather than set myself into, like, a rigid, 
this kind of prep situation, not having that prep lets me stay a little lighter on my feet with mm-hmm. the narrative. But yeah, I don't know how I would, uh, like I, I do adventure mod, like I'll do the adventure modules, but like, I don't know. I don't do you like notes. read in the book? Like as, as some prep, have you ever done that as prep? Like just reading what's going to happen, like reorienting yourself with like the specific parts of the module book that you're going to maybe need. I will touch on them. Or you're like, you're like, I've read this once. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I will. I fucking I definitely. It. I'll read them twice. I'll read them twice. No, uh, <laughs> um, no, but I, I honestly, I will read through the whole adventure module one time. Like I, I will sit down and do that. Read the whole thing all at once. And then I'll put it down and walk away for until Sunday. Like I'll literally, I will not touch mm-hmm. it again until the morning of the session. And then I will, I like, I'll open it up. I'll look at it and go, da, da, da. That's what's going on. Over the course of the week, I've been thinking, I had been thinking about like what a cool plot tie in would be, like how I could work this thing, what I need to change this character into this kind of character, like this character, just to make it make sense narratively. And, you know, we're not having to do a whole nother campaign, you know, um, and I'll kind of touch on it and be like, okay, I like, I'll remind myself of the things that I was thinking of during the week, but I'll like touch on, okay. And that guy's changed. That guy's changed. But yeah, I really don't do a lot. It's literally, I, I will pick it up. Mm-hmm. I'll let, I'll, I'll pick it up. I'll read it once and I'll put it away until the day of. Yeah. There we go. I was looking. Yeah. So it's nice. I do like doing a little bit of prep in the day that I have D and D. Right. Just to have it be like pretty fresh. Yeah. And then, so obviously like a huge part of prep, cause you, this is something that you do want to be prepped for. I think it is pretty important. Is just being prepped for combat mm-hmm. as opposed to being completely off guard for combat. There might be a couple times where that happens, where the players pop off and you're not ready for it. Of course. Right. But yeah. I find that it's pretty, it's a lot more likely that you're going to be prepared for it. Yeah. Because in order to keep high level D and D engaging on in combat, you do really have to worry about the balance of the fight because mm-hmm. if you make the enemies too strong, your characters are going to get frustrated or your players are going to get frustrated and want just kind of morale is going to go through the, the pooper. But if you make it too easy, they're going to walk all over everything. And then the combat itself is boring as hell. They've used four spell slots between the six of them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And it's kind of like, what? what's even the point there? Right. And yeah. And like on the other end of things, like you were saying, like if you go too far in the other direction and the monsters are too hard, not only can it be like frustrating and feeling like you're just versing a brick wall. But also, like, you could just straight up kill the entire party. Yeah, 100%. Like, that, like, the idea that anyone would, unless they had a really specific plan, like maybe you guys shared an afterlife and there was it was like a brief moment before you were all revivified, you know, kind of, right. whatever. I don't know. I'm thinking really outside the box. There, I can't think of a reason why you would plan a TPK. Right. In, like, a literal way. Like, straight up, I'm trying to kill all four of them. Yeah. That's... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... To really go balls to the wall and be like, all right, cool. You guys are fighting two Tarasks. What's up? Level 11. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a weird example. But like, yeah, 
the only time I could ever think of doing that is if I had some weird plan of being like, I straight up want, maybe I want to do a quote unquote session or, or a combat encounter where it's more like not you guys standing and fighting these two Tarasks, but like running away. Like we're doing a, an escape adventure section. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe that's the reason. But again, that's different than planning a TPK. And then the only other thing could be like, I want them to all experience the other side with their specific deities and yada yada. And maybe I'll have the gods reach out to them and give them some extra information on the other side. And then boom, this magical NPC comes in and brings them all back to life. Or maybe the gods do it. I don't know. Your journey isn't finished, my brother. And they, I don't know why they're brothers with the god. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So in that case, yes, balancing is so important. So yeah, it's definitely nice to prep battles to learn and there's like different things there's on the internet you'll find challenge rating calculators and then you have to specify fifth edition obviously mm-hmm. but if, assuming you're playing fifth edition if you're playing pathfinder type in pathfinder please <laughs> please for the love of god type in pathfinder no. <laughs> for the love of god but yeah and i use those as i think they're amazing for like starting points like i don't have to think too much about it i just type in okay i got four pcs they're level 11 and then i type in I got three mon or three types of monsters. There's two at, at CR one, challenge rating one. There's three at challenge rating three, and there's one at challenge rating eight. And then you click enter, and it'll straight up tell you this is either deadly, hard, medium, or easy. And is it like perfect? Absolutely not. It's complete bullshit. But it helps me a little bit. You know what I mean? Just narrowing things down so that if it straight up says easy, then that is probably pretty accurate. I always type in things to make it say deadly but then i can look at the because it'll also break it down by experience points like that's how it it, that's how this particular calculator determines if it's too hard or not hard enough or whatever it's using experience points and it's adding all those numbers up and for me i can tell like okay if it's like thirty thousand extra xp over what this party can handle then i know that it's too much but i also can just figure it out it just takes practice honestly and then most important thing and i think i posted a tiktok about it today at the time of us recording this that's i mentioned like in preparing combat and specifically in the sense of balance action economy i find is one of the most important things not the only important thing just one of yeah how many actions are both sides taking because when you have four characters and then you have one monster that doesn't have legendary actions Swamped. that's one round huge. it doesn't matter yeah. how high his ac is because you have characters with spells that have spell save dcs it doesn't matter how many hit points he has because you have people who have channel divinities that can max damage <laughs> and get and and like at a certain what? level you can get around a lot of resistances yeah and it just will completely fuck you up. And then it's like, oh, and they don't have legendary resistances? Yeah. It's a devil. Boom, banish. Now it's gone. Yep. And there's no back. There's no other action economy for people to try and get her to drop concentration. She just has to hold it for a minute, and he's gone back to the nine hells forever. So it's just like action economy I find to be one of the most important things to consider. Yeah. Um, it, it's really huge. And, like, if you want to make your big bad bigger and badder give him legendary actions he's got no they've got to have them your 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 big bads have got to have 
if not legendary, I feel like legendary resistances should probably hold off until about maybe level eight ish. But like, yeah, I think, I think it'll, it'll depend. It'll depend. But like, you can also change it up and just do like one instead of having three. Right. You can start off with just like one legendary resistance or maybe two. And just the one will make your characters poop their pants, make your players poop their pants. Keep saying characters. Yeah, make them, poop, make them poop their pants. Make them poop, make them poop their pants. That's you know that's part play, of the fun. Play the old brown note. Yeah, womp. But anyway, um, <laughs> but like the the legendary actions are so crucial, especially if you're trying to have just one thing fight your entire party, because yeah, you, the the because it's going to be that yeah. monsters. What's going to happen is it's going to be that monsters turn. You can cast, like, even if you had, like, a ninth level spell, right? You cast that ninth level spell, spell. they make the saving throw, and the spell doesn't work. Or a counter spell. Or you, they make the saving throw or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or you miss your spell yeah. attack, which is possible. And now That's you're it. like, all right, fuck, now it's everybody else's turn until it gets back to my turn. But if you have legendary a- actions, then you can take turns at the end of other people's turns. Yes. Throughout a round of combat, which is very nice. But, like... Yeah, so balancing a combat, man, I think we'll do entire episodes on that. Probably. On the logistics, like really getting into it. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's definitely going to be a part of prep. Past that, everything else is really like... We've talked about all of prep from a surface level, really, which is what we're doing with a lot of these early episodes, and then we'll get way more in-depth. But So that's kind of the prep, but then there's also like logistics, like logistical prep. And that's going to include like the actual physical like, thing. If you know that there's exactly. Yeah. Like things that you're not like necessarily being the most straight up creative about. <laughs> right. You're just like, but you gotta this go, is just like, yeah. you're putting your nose to the, the grindstone and you're looking for maps. You're looking for tokens. You're or making tokens. You're figuring out what the loot of the monsters is going to be. What magic items might be on them. So on and so forth. So like maps, yeah, like if you know there's combat going to be happen, where is that combat taking place? Mm-hmm. Right? Or yeah. like sometimes in some games, I'll reverse engineer that. I'll find the map first and then I'll yeah. work it in. Yeah, the map, the doing it that way is really cool. I um again being the very low prepper that I am, I will sometimes wind up drawing my maps on roll 20 as we're talking. Wild. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll be like, okay, cool, we're in this kind of thing, and, like, uh, I can do quit some quick, throw together some quick boxes, okay, these are houses you guys can't see around the corners, this, that, and the third, bam, I've got a million tokens thrown in, boom, and I've got a bunch of monster stat blocks, like, I'll, honestly, like, I would, I just went through my drive to find all of this shit, but, like, I've got all kind of monster stat blocks and stuff that, like, I've got this... The, the main, like a scout, white dragon wormling, a were rat, brown bear, wolf. This is kind of a low level thing. Cult fanatic. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really quick. I can just throw all these together. I have another one that's got goblins and stuff on it. Um, I have the monsters separate spells on a different page. Like the ones that have like, oh, you can cast this spell. Okay, cool. Here's the spell text for cure wounds and augury and bless my wonderful list of magic items which i gave most of these to my characters before level five mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> ring of the ram yeah, 
the bag of tricks, okay. uh, rod of security. Yeah, man, that's a good uh, one, dude. And like, I yeah, really, I love, I love how Sean played with the bag of tricks. It's, it's really cool. Um, like just so many dead bag weasels, <laughs> so many dead weasels. Oh God. Dude, um, I, in my, in my game, that's like, <laughs> in my game, that's set in, um, like magical Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I gave Megan a bag of tricks. Nice. But it. I fit it to the New York style. So I okay. took one of the existing bag of tricks, right? And right. I just looked at the CR of all the monsters in the mm-hmm. like eight monsters that it is, or it's they're beasts, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's like, Oh, two of them are CR zero. One of them CR one half, whatever. Right. Right. And I just took creatures that already existed and I just reflavored them. So instead of a cat, it's a raccoon. Cause we're in New York city instead of, um, I mean, there's like cats a, in New York city a though. Single, no doubt, but I'm just making them fun little animals because the, you know how they're listed. The yeah, bag yeah, yeah. of tricks are listed as like the, yeah, this the is a black ba- bag of tricks or the the gray the bag of tricks bag is of the tricks. one that I gave exactly. Yeah. So mine was the black bag, and it mm-hmm. was a garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And all of the fluff balls were actually like a little slimy and like gross and just like okay, matted fur. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like one of them instead of uh, I think it was a giant badger, and I just changed it to a giant skunk. Mm, mm-hmm. Um. It's all shit like that. Like, there's a dire possum. Like, just dumb shit. Yeah. I just took yeah, whatever yeah. the monsters were, and I just altered them to be like, what can you find in New York City? Here's a rat. Here's one of them I made, like, a swarm of cockroaches, even though none of them are swarms, because that's multiple creatures. But right, the CRs matched up. And you can do stuff like that. It's fun. Why not? Yeah. But, yeah, so maps are huge. Also, tokens and, and stuff tokens like that. And- Yep. And yeah, we talked about token um, tool. Token tool. That's it. Uh, we talked about that on a previous episode. It's amazing. You just screen grab, or like you can, you know, save the image or whatever. Mm-hmm. Drag it over, drop it, pick the uh, the border, like the whether you want it to be a circle or square or hexagon. They do make other shapes. I always stick with circles, but I generally um, use circles too. Yeah, and then save it to your computer, upload it into Roll Twenty. Bada bing, bada boom. Make sure you got your stat blocks. Yes. What monsters are going to be in the fight? Be ready for that. If you're someone like me, who I like Taylor went over kind of what uh, he does for the stats and everything like that for his monsters and how he prepares for that. And for me, it's like, I'll have like a book open and I'll have like, I have a deck of playing cards on my desk, like tarot cards. Mm. And I use them for like deck of many things and stuff like that. Okay. Um, Cause I don't believe in that shit, but (laughs) no offense. If If people are spiritual, by all means, Rock on, baby. Yeah. Um, but I just have them because I like the artwork and shit like that. It's so cheesy. And I'll just take a card out and I'll use it as a bookmark. And, like, if there's, like, multiple monsters in one fight that are from the same book, you know? Or, like, if it's, un- if it's like, the stats are available on the computer, then I will maybe have a tab open that has that monster open. Right. Um, and ready to go. But yeah, I need it yeah. in such a way where, like, the words on the top of the tab have to be, like, the name of the monster is what I prefer. Like, I need to know what is on each tab. It can't just be, like, the name of the website. Because if it just says D&D Beyond, then I'm like, wow, fucking, I have five D&D Beyond tabs. <laughs> what are you doing? Because in the middle of the game, there's times where you, like, look at your computer and you're, there's, like, 30 tabs. And you're like, what have I been doing? I need to start closing out of them. Yeah. Um and then, yeah, loot and magic items, we went over, you went over a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, they're going to kill the monster. Here's the loot. Hey, they're going to, you know, there's a trap. 
uh, chest in the thing. That's fa is there something in the chest? What is it? Or even like prepping the trap. <laughs> what the fuck is the trap? What saving right. throw should they make? What's the DC for the thieves tools check or whatever? Um, and sometimes you're just bullshitting that. Like it's just improv yeah, yeah, yeah. where they're like, is there any treasure chest? And you're like, you know what? There is a treasure chest. <laughs> it's or you're like, well, for perception. And yeah. they roll a good number. You're like, there is a treasure chest. And then on the fucking spot, you have to be like, is it trapped? Is it locked? What is in it? <laughs> so we'll talk about that on the improv episode. And then, I mean, well, quickly, let me say this. Um, did you know that in ancient cultures, milk was considered food of the gods what where are these facts coming from dude you just you're you're full of them tonight what i'm concerned about is the health and well-being of our listeners and i'm just okay. noticing that soda consumption has gone up 50 percent in recent times there was a time in our history that kids would drink two times as much milk as they would soda because they had to go to the those drug store to get have flipped. Those numbers have flipped, Taylor. Now <laughs> kids are drinking more, twice as much soda as okay. milk. Sure. And I'm proud to announce as milk's new sponsor. <laughs> You're sponsoring Justin milk? running for president in 2024. No, I fifth. Wait, stop it. We're gonna reverse it, Missy Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> I am sponsored by milk. Big milk. You got sponsored by Big Milk. Big Milk. <laughs> the source of all dairy products. Well, One of that's the world's oldest all foods. we can get into this time. <laughs> you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at So You Want to Be a DM or ask us a question at So You Want to Be a DM at gmail.com. Join us next time for some more Dungeon Masters tips and tricks. Bye. See you. Look.